Uh, of course, this weekend I'll be leaving, uh, heading to Africa, and the prayer camp there is very important, and uh, the spiritual attack has already started. It just uh, it, it gets pretty intense. Pray for Colby. He doesn't know what he's walking into. Uh, it's going to be an experience for him. Um, Mike wrote a thing just uh, today or yesterday. He said, you know, they, it's been an attack like nothing else. And, and this, this uh, I'm not sure if it's what they call the hamaton, if it's already in, but that's when it just blows. It's just incredibly hot and blows in dust from the, the, the deserts north of them. And, um, and so that's going on, but that also pushes in all kinds of creatures. So they've, uh, you know, they've had three snakes, uh, a tarantula, uh, they, a family of rats uh, came in. And, and so, uh, but it's great that the fact that they got five boys because they just love attacking and killing. And so, um, but so it's a lot going on and then there's, you know, other things to be done and we're going to, We'll spend the first week in prayer camp. Uh, we'll, we'll go actually Monday, as soon as we arrive, Monday night through Friday morning with prayer camp. Then Friday night, we'll, we'll start a Christmas crusade. We'll go to another village that we have not been to yet, and we'll do what's called, we'll take Christmas gifts, so to speak. It's salt and candy and soap that we take to the, to the village and, uh, and uh, they usually, normally the whole village or two-thirds or three-fourths of the village will, will, will show up. And um, so we'll go there, and that's, uh, that can be quite a hike and quite a journey, and we'll finish that. And then we'll go back Saturday night to another village on Saturday night for another crusade, and then we'll have um, an all-day Sunday kind of a revival meeting at Mike's, uh, the base church, Adwafo, the one, the second church that he started that's down by the lake. And so uh, uh, we'll, we'll be there doing that. The second week, honestly, we just need strength and energy. We're going to be working, uh, help them to work on uh, the, the new housing that they're, they got. They got uh, another house uh, next door to their house. They got that. They've worked the last three years to try to fix it up, make it livable. Well, the new couple that's come there is going to be living there, and they're moving into the other one. And right now, that one doesn't have anything, doesn't have bathroom, doesn't have kitchen, doesn't have anything. So we're going to try to try to get that finished for them, or at least get some of the work done. So pray for us on that, and then especially pray. Do you know what time John's surgery is going to be? Is it going to be morning? I hate the goodness that I, you know, that he's going to go in for surgery, and I'm going to be over in Africa. But uh, um, be in prayer for him. They're going to, well, I understand they're going to open him up, and they got to go work on a valve in his heart and and do some 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 work there. So that's uh, that's going to be very crucial. All right, uh, I want you, if you want to go to Proverbs chapter 24, uh, verse three and four. You said, "Brother Hooker, we've been on Romans." Well. Uh, I'm going to deviate from that. I'm going to be gone the next couple of Wednesdays anyway. Other people are going to be teaching. And, uh, and I'm going to give you a, a, a little bit of a teaching on, uh, on the holidays. Um, you know, there's, there's, the holidays can be a wonderful time. They're, they're usually, I'll be honest with you, sadly, they're anticipated uh, to a level that normally they, they never live up to. Uh, we, we really anticipate the family, we anticipate the fun, we anticipate 
the, you know, all the, the fellowship and the time together and all those kind of things, that it can be really easy that, uh, that we can allow things to happen, that it, it does not live up to that. And so uh, I'm just going to uh, do this. I've done this for years and years uh, with college students. I've done it with my Sunday school class. I've done it in churches when I was in churches, uh, different places. And I, and I really, it's not the exact same message. This is completely different. But, but Christmas, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and some of you got family coming in right here at Thanksgiving. But Christmas is one of my, my family's favorite times of the year. And of course, I know we're kind of jumping the gun, but it's a, just a, it, it really is. It's a favorite, favorite time of year. It was a time when, uh, honestly, my mom got, it, got, got Christmas in my blood. She just, she loved to decorate everything. And, uh, and I would climb up on the roof of my house for her from the time I was big enough to get up on the roof of the house and string lights all over that house and, and outline it. And you could see it way down that old driveway. You could see those Christmas lights on it in the winter. And, and it was always beautiful. I was one that always went after a Christmas tree, went out and found it somewhere across the property. And, and, uh, and I've, I've done that a heap of times. Went on horseback one time with Joe Beth. Amen. That's we went on horseback and went and cut us a tree down and drug it back. And that, that was incredible. And so, uh, but uh, I, I, even, I even put, I put up the lights beautiful one day and, and, and got in trouble for it because I, I got up on the roof and my dad came home and said, son, you know, that, you, know you did a great job. How'd you get the lights up there? And I said, I nailed them. And so, um, oh. <laughs> And uh, he was not happy about that. It seemed to me a good way to make him stay. And so uh, uh, he still remembers that. So, um, but it's one of my favorite times. And, but it's not only a time to reflect on all the blessings that God has given to us and, re, and of course, the time to remember that Christ was born. Uh, you know, as I, and I've said so many times as after I became a Christian, what, the thing that I always felt about, about Christmas time is that it was so vital that, you know, so many people, oh, we've got to remember Christ on Christmas Day. We ought to remember Christ every day. And that my whole thing is don't get so busy that you remember him less. Uh, don't get so caught up that you remember him less. Uh, we ought to be intensely remembering him every day. And so, uh, but... I think it's also, I think that Christmas time and like Thanksgiving is a wonderful time that we should make it a wonderful family time. I think it, 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 family is very important to God. And, and we have this blessing of having some days where everything shuts down and allows us to get together as a family, those that are able to and, and drive in and that type of thing. Now, now that my kids are grown, we get to get together every year like we did, you know, when they're at home. And of course, you know, it was it was very special having all the kids home, and we Christmas was really incredible then. Um, but now we get together every other year. Every other year, all the all the girls will come to our house. That are, of course, you know, Brooke. It's, it's not that, but she'll come in. You know, when they come in, about every two two to three years, they'll come back in on furlough. But but the rest of the girls have come to our house, and we call it, it's, you know, that it's our year to be on. Uh, it means that we're on together, and we're going to be, last year we were on, you know. And, and, uh, and when you get us all on together, uh, that's a crew, you know. And, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of people. And so everyone's under the same roof for the majority of the time because no matter how much room you got, I could, I could pay for them all to have hotel rooms, and they wouldn't go there. Uh, because they want to be together. Every second they want to be together. And so um, uh, now, 
<clears throat> this, there's some things happen, though, when you're all together. I don't know if y'all know this, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, they're all in Christian service, and they've spent all they have uh, just to make, just to get to us. Do you understand? So when they, when they get to our house, usually they don't have the money to go home. And, and I want them to go home, so uh, somehow we find the money. Now, but that means most of our activities are, are in or around or near or under our roof as well as, you know, and it includes the children. I mean, we, we, everything we do, we're trying to find something that's cheap or free. And uh, that's the way we want to do it. And, but in spite of all this cra- craziness that you can imagine, uh, I think it was last year we had all 20-something, whatever it is. I think at that time it was 20 grandchildren and, and our uh, daughters and sons-in-law and all that, and we had them all here and there and everywhere on top of us. But, but uh, we still, besides all this madness, all this craziness, we still have a great time. But there's a method to the madness that has helped everyone leave after a week still glad that they came. And, and I've watched a lot of families, and I've counseled a lot of families that, that Christmas time and getting together ends up to be a huge negative because there's conflict, there's issues. And so Proverbs 24, 3 and 4 says, Through wisdom is a house builded by understanding it is established. You've heard me teach on this. Understanding uh, is that communication with discretion. And God says that that's how you're going to establish it. And he says, But knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And, and if we're going to fill the rooms of our house, we have three of our girls coming in, their families, on this uh, for Thanksgiving. And, and if we're going to uh, have the right relationship through that whole three or four days that they're here, if we're going to have the right uh, situation going on in our hearts and minds, we've got to have some knowledge. Some knowledge, it says, shall, and, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. I just got about 17, 18 minutes when I'm in order of prayer. Father, I pray that you bless. Please, Lord, please guide my mind, my thoughts, that I could go through this quickly, that something would be said via help. And Holy Spirit, I yield myself to thee. Please guide my mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs 14, 29 says, He that is slow to wrath is, is of great understanding, and he that is hasty of spirit exalted folly. Proverbs 29, 20 says, Seeth thou a man that is hasty in his words, there is more hope of a fool than of him. Proverbs 16, 24 says, Pleasant words was a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8 and 9 says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. This last verse, better is the end of the thing. When you get together with your family, if you have family coming in, if, you, if you're going to go family, if, if family is, does not believe the way that you believe, Okay, there can be some potential issues. And the truth is, is I, I told my girls, as long as they, they've grown up, I said, girls, look, I, you know, my dream and my hope is that, that uh, as you grow older, you know, and as you serve God, that we will we'll all be at least close enough similarly believing that we, we will get along. But listen, we are not going to look for the things that 
con where we can conflict, we're going to look for the things where we can agree. And so, uh, better, and we want the, the end of a, a time together, of a holidays, we want it to be a better at the end of it than even the beginning of it. And the, and the way to do that, it says the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. You see, the truth is, we, we, there's only, the scripture says only by pride cometh contention. And so when there's any kind of contention or problem in a home because of, of conflict that takes place, and, and, and again, hopefully it doesn't happen to anybody in, the, in here, but, but I'm just telling you, in case it might, in case you say, man, there's this one person in our, when we get all the family together, they are going to create some kind of chaos. <laughs> Those two just looked at each other. Uh, and which one did you say it was? <laughs> right there. Okay. Uh, now, what you really should desire is that after the holidays, that family would be closer, happier, and more loved than they were when they arrived. So to do this, it takes patience and it takes humility. That's what the scripture really says. It's better as the end of the thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. So what it's going to take is going to take patience and humility. And uh, so number one, here we go. First, get a mindset. Get a mindset that relationships are more important than things or your opinion. Okay? Relationships are more important. Decide not to let things such as, okay, decide not. Maybe everybody's coming to your house. Decide not to let the fact that, that everybody else's untrained kids are going to destroy your home. Decide not to let that bother you, okay? This never happens to anybody else. Hey, listen, I, look, I prepare for the knuckleheads to get to my house. I prepare. Joe Beth has glass top coffee table, which is really retarded. <laughs> but, she, but she's not in here, so I can say whatever I want to say. But glass top coffee, speaker's going on in there. Oh, good. She's going to come walking back through that door again. Now, I've got plywood that I've cut that goes on top of that coffee table the whole time those kids are there. Okay? Watch. I'm not going to get upset because they break it. I'm going to try to prepare to keep them from breaking it. Or, as my daddy said, if you're worried about it, don't put it out there. So my coffee table right now is in the attic. Don't worry about, come, don't let these things and, and things getting broken or what come between you and your family. Don't let your opinion, there's nothing I own, no picture, no lamp, no vase, no glass, et cetera, that is worth the cost of a relationship. Just decide that in your mind. There's nothing that they can break that's the cost of a relationship. You say, well, no, I would never break a relationship. Listen, you got to understand and I told my girls this one day because, uh, uh, and it wasn't too many years ago, they kind of got in a tiff one day at the house, and, and, uh, and we were on one of these holidays, and they, somebody had this opinion, and somebody wanted to voice that opinion. And I don't know if you know this, but, but girls can be opinionated. They got a lot of Joe Beth in them. And so, uh, and so they started giving their opinions and things, and, 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 and one of them got a little bit upset. And I, and, I, and I walked in, and I don't do this a whole lot with them now because they're grown, they can do their own thing. But I walked in, I said, Hope, time out. Shut her down, everybody. 
And they're looking at me like, hey, Dad, we're married now. And I'm like, hey, I don't care. And they said, what is it? I said, here's what you got to understand. When you argue like this as sisters at your house, you could fuss and fight and go nuts. And guess what? You're going to have to get up the next morning in the same house, and you're going to have to find a way to get along. Okay? I said, but watch. You're married now. You get mad now, one of you walks out that door and she's still mad, you won't even see each other for six months. And you know what's going to happen? That thing's going to build and build and build and build. I said, so you cannot do that now. You can't argue the way you used to. You can't get upset at each other the way you used to. You can't do it. You've got to decide that your stinking opinion is not more important than the relationship with your sister that you could lose forever. No, if an object is priceless, so valuable, so important, put it away. All right. Truly, there should not be an amount of mess or hardship or sacrifice that you shouldn't be willing to give in return for a value of influence in your children and your grandchildren. There's another that you'll, you'll get, you think, man, I'm, I'm spending all this money and I'm working and, I, and, and let me help you again. I don't know uh, how many of you at the same stage we're at, but, but you'll get there. But when they come back, when they get back together, they all want to be kids again. And they, you know what they want? They want mom and daddy to do two things. They want mom and daddy to cook everything, clean everything, and babysit. Okay? That's what they want. Now, you've got to be real careful of that, and, and, uh, and I'm going to give you some ideas about that. Now, I'm not saying kids, uh, you know, you've got to be willing to, to allow, uh, if you're going to influence them, which is the greatest power on earth, then, then that alone should compel you to make necessary sacrifices for the sake of others and the cause of Christ. Now, that doesn't mean that kids can just run rampant, destroy everything, they still have to be disciplined, and you understand that. Uh, they, there has to be that discipline in there. But, but don't be upset when a child messes up something or somebody destroys something. Secondly, pray. Pray and ask God for a Holy Spirit power in order to love, to have joy, to bring peace, to exhibit long-suffering, to be gentle, to be good and temperate no matter what goes on. I need to be able to demonstrate my faith to each and every family member and especially have a meek spirit, uh, one that will enable me to give up my own way, will, or rights for the needs of others. And the truth is they need to see a Christian spirit in me, in us, when they come. And now maybe it's not your kids, maybe it's aunt so-and-so and uncle so-and-so or grandparents, and they don't think like, look, the, the thing they've got to do, they've got to see that what you believe is real. That means, watch this, and I don't know if, it, has anybody here, you've ever had a situation where some family member does not believe the way you do and really doesn't think you do, and so they try to test you to try to get you upset? Any, any? Okay, now let me help you. That's vital that you don't let it bother you. You say, what do you do? Just keep smiling. I'm not saying what you think, but just keep smiling. Look, I, I, I hate to say it, but my Uncle Jay, he absolutely was want, he would he would absolutely want to say something or do something. 
he was trying to see if I'd respond. It seemed like every time I ever came home, he was going to say something or do something to see if I would respond. And finally one day, he said something that was pretty filthy. And it's kind of around my, and I, and I, and he looked at me and he was saying something to me and, and I, I reacted like this. I put my arm around him and I said, Uncle Jay, you love me, you do. And I smiled at him and he said, oh, shut up. And I said, hey, and I love you too. And he just, oh, he walked away. And you know what? I'm telling you, he never said anything to me after that. He never said anything to get under my skin after that. You know, the truth is, I think he really just was testing to see if it was real or not. And it's a shame when so often we let words and things prove to them that it's not. Now, pray that God would give you the, the fruits of his spirit. Then thirdly, do this. Ask for wisdom to be, listen to this, be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. You see, I, I realize I'm human and subject to human ailments, failures, and emotions. But my preacher said one time, oh, many times, I heard him say this, he says, success is in the preparation, not in the performance. So I, I have to prepare for what I know I will face. And, and, and as I prepare my heart, I prepare my mind. Look, if you've got somebody that's going to try to get under your skin, that's coming to visit you or you're going to visit them and you know there's potential of conflict, then you know there's potential for conflict. So prepare for it. Don't act like it shocked you or blew you out of the water. You already know it's a possibility. Go and prepare for it. Now, okay, here's, here's just some, maybe some practical. Have a plan for how you're going to excuse yourself and your family from things you simply cannot participate in. Have a plan. You say, what do you mean? Well, listen, if, if everybody's gathered around and somebody turns on a movie that's, that's filthy and all the other kids and all the other families going to sit there and watch it, you don't have to say, shut that off. I, yeah, I can't believe you'd watch that stupid stuff. That's filthy garbage. You, know, you don't have to do that. You can just get up and say, you know what? Hey, uh, me and the kids, we're, we're gonna, you know, I promised them I'd get them an ice cream. Well, I'm sure you did sometime, and I promised them sometime another. And, and, and I'm going to say, you know what? We're going we're gonna to run down the store down here, and we're going to go get an ice cream. How long are you going to be gone? Oh, probably about an hour and a half. Isn't that how long that movie is? And so, uh, and so uh, you're just going to go. Go for a little bit. Uh, where are you going to go? Oh, I'm going to take a walk. And Man, it's a beautiful day outside. Let's go walk in the woods. Let's go take a walk. Hey, you know what we ought to do? It's night. Let's go take and drive a watch and look, look at Christmas lights. Let's do that. And look, they don't have to know. You don't have to make sure everybody knows why you're gone. Does this make sense to you? All right. You can simply have a reason why you and yours are, are going somewhere or are going to spend some time, family time together or you just want to take a walk or take a drive or look at the Christmas lights. You don't always have to voice your opinion. Learn the art of, uh, number next, learn the art of changing a conversation to something positive. Anybody got here where you've got somebody that you're going to be around over the holidays, either now or Christmas, 
where they can only talk about negative things. They're always down, always discouraged. Everything's bad. It's always woe is me. Anybody got that? Randy, go ahead and raise your hand. You're coming to my house. All right, now. Okay. <laughs> now, look, if someone has learned the art of, of changing a conversation to positive, someone is criticizing someone else, you can brag on that person or, on the, or, or the person talking about, uh, you, know, you can brag on them. It, you, look, that'll, that'll change their conversation immediately if you get them talking about themselves. I mean, you know, man, they're criticizing, but you know what, man, I, I, you don't even have to respond to that. You know what, I, you amaze me in your ability to do such and such, or your ability to fix a car, or you, you know, man, did you cook that? I can't believe that. That was the most tasty. Well, really? You really enjoyed it? Yeah, just get them off of that junk. Try to get them talking about something else. Remember... My message when you're with them, this next thing, remember my message I preached to you, look into their eyes, especially the eyes of loved ones. See their hurt, see their pain, see their confusion, but see them in love. No matter what they're saying, no matter what's happening, see them through the eyes of love. Appreciate everything, every positive thing about everyone. Appreciate every gift that somebody gives. You know, it's a terrible thing when people know that you don't like what they gave you. That is a miserable thing. You ought to act like it's really what you wanted. Now, I don't care if it is, you know, the, the sweater that you're going to wear to the ugly sweater contest. It's something you really, really wanted. Look, I, my wife and I, our first Christmas together, I got her a house coat and she got me a drill from Sears and Roebuck. Now, look, that's, I used to get fun stuff for Christmas because Santa Claus came and brought it to me. And now all I got was a drill. But I still got that drill, amen? Um, praise. There'll be something about everyone that can be praised. You know, find something good about everybody. Look for the good in everybody. Now, Oh, let me just make this, make this statement. Be, be, when I say you, you, you don't want a conflict, don't want to get, Now, if it's at your home, and, and I'm going to just say this, you ought to let people know if you know that they drink and you don't want alcohol in your home, it'd be better to just let them know before they get there. You say, well, you just said not to have conflict, and that's going to create conflict. There's one line that I draw. When, they, when it's going to be a violation of Scripture, then i got to say no. no. I love you to death, but that I can't allow in here. I love you to death, but no, you're not staying overnight with your girlfriend at my house. I just can't. I love you. I, I, I just can't do that because it's a violation of Scripture. So, all right. Um, and it's how, and again, even there is how you present it. But now the truth is, I can't guarantee you that it'll always be received no matter what. But now, uh, put away anything that you didn't want to get broken. Remember that. This, this was not time to bring out your most expensive major scene, uh, your sentimental snowman collection, or it's a wonderful life, breakable village set. The kids will grow up, and I can do all those things later when they will appreciate them, which I, I'm not sure anybody ever really appreciates that, but she puts them out anyway. See you uh, 
We, <clears throat> one of the things that we've done when you've got a big group is we select one of our sons-in-law and he is the activities coordinator for the time that we're together. Normally when we get together, we're together for about a week. And uh, you got that many people. And so Ken, who's going to be preaching Sunday, Ken is our activities coordinator. And now what we'll tell him is some of the things we want to do, but he, Ken knows that he's got to plan activities. One activity has got to be an activity for all guys. And so when they get down here this week, we're going to go shooting. Okay, so uh, there's one activity that's going to be uh, all girls. And then there's one activity. It's going to be for the married couples so they can go out while mom and I uh, babysit everybody. And so, um, and so we're going we're gonna to have, he's our activities coordinator, and he has some kind of activity, and it may be all at home. It may be, you know, game day. It may be, you know, we're, we're playing nothing but a bunch of games all day long, board games and, you know, video games, you know, things we're just doing all day long. But we get a little bit of organization. One of the miserable things and get, people get frustrated is when you sit around too much and you ha- you're bored and you talk. And talk, and talk, and it deviates to negative talk because you've ran out of things to talk about, and you really don't do anything, and you really don't have anything planned, and so plan something. We ask each family member to take a lunch day and, and do the planning, purchasing, preparing, serving, and clean up for their day. Then everyone, ha- was, uh, we, they, we ask them to chip in together like Christmas Eve dinner and Christmas Day menu. Each family is supplied a part of the, those major meals, and each family made a dessert. Each daughter brought her own special touch to the, to the festivities. We all agreed to not do anything. Listen to this. We all agreed to not do anything that would be hurtful or offensive to the other. We all agreed to always show the utmost respect for one another where any differences of opinion might occur. For example, one family may not want their children watching something on television that another family had no problem with. We're not going to argue about that. We're not going to conflict on that. Matter of fact, we're going to respect each other. And what I'm really looking for is the one to say, oh, if y'all rather not watch that, then we won't watch it. Then we won't do it. And that's what we're really looking for. But but we're not going to conflict on it. Now, it might be that one family doesn't want their family, uh, you know, their children eating or drinking something that others are allowed to. Maybe they don't want them to have candy. We, want to have, we purpose not to squabble over differences, but support one another as best we could. It was and is a, a choice to respect one another's values, choices, and preferences, as long as those values, choices, and preferences are not dishonoring or disobedient to God. And so those are some important things. Finally, we plan what we do with the children, what we as, I'm saying we, Joe Beth and I, what we do with the, the grandchildren, we plan so that we can run it past their parents. Because I'm not looking, you know, we, they grew up in our home, the daughters did, but the sons didn't. And so they have different opinions about different things. Uh, Mike and Brooke are as, as straight down the line as you can ever imagine. I mean, I'm not sure the boys have ever watched anything any more intense than Roy Rogers. Okay, uh, you go to the other end, and, and there are others <laughs> at the other end. They're in all in between there. Okay, so we, we just have to be very careful, and we have to work with each other and say, hey, is this okay? Is that not okay? And somebody has to kind of lead in that and say, all right, everybody, uh, here's something that kids, we can put on for the kids because, you know, it's always nice to put them in a back room, lock the door, put something on, come back three days later. And so... But, uh, but you run it past everybody and say, are you okay with this? And if everybody says, yeah, it's okay, it's fine, it's, yeah, 
then, then we're okay. That, but Joe Beth and I are not going to just put them back there and say, well, I think it's okay, and I don't see anything wrong with it, so bam. No, we have to respect the fact that that's not our children, it's their children. And so we're just, and I'm just throwing out all kinds of things here tonight, but, but I just, I hate for us to, anybody in this room to go into the holidays and you're looking so forward to being with family or you're dreading being with family and, you know, that you come out of it miserable because of something that was said or done. And the truth is, things can be said over holidays, and since we do separate and go away, that can evolve into conflict for years. Because once you have that opportunity for it to solidify over weeks and months, it can be, it can be something that could be a source of conflict for the rest of life. And we as Christians need to determine, you know what? I, there's just so little that we really should fight over, especially with family. There's other ways that we can handle it. So I'm not sure how much that helped anybody. I'm not sure if, you know, maybe all of y'all are loners and never have family come over. And I, some of you I could understand. Uh, You've been inviting them for about 10 years, and still nobody showed up. But the, uh, no, it's, uh, I hope it might help you a little bit. But it just simply, as I was thinking about it, I thought, okay, I started to work on the book of Romans, and I thought, you know, if this would save one, one person from having a broken relationship, I just thought I'd throw out just a few things that we had to learn and some things we had to do. Because I'll be honest with you, you know, I mean, a lot of people that we knew and grew up around didn't understand where we were headed with our, in our marriage and our ministry and with our children. They didn't understand the stand we took, the things that we did. But I didn't expect them to. I had to not expect them to. You know, I had to, I had to thank them when they, when, when they were trying. You know, I know, uh, my, my, I remember one day, and it was my brother Tracy, and, and, and this has been years ago, probably about 15 years ago or something. He said, he said, Rob, you got to see this movie. It's really good. It's, it's old. He said, have you ever seen it? And I said, man, I think I did way back, you know. He said, he said, you got to, you, this would be one that you and your kids could watch. And I said, okay, all right. He said, he said, nothing in it at all. And I thought, Okay. I mean, he said, no language, no nothing. It's just really good, clean thing. About five minutes into it, I heard this blankety-blank. I got all my kids sitting around here. And I went, <clears throat> nothing in it at all. About, you know, before I can even get up, it's blankety-blank. And I looked at him, and I said, I thought you said there's nothing in it. And he said, I don't remember that. <laughs> ah, you know, but the fact is, is that I, what I appreciated, he was trying. He was trying to do something for us that would be okay for us. And so we don't get upset about it. We thank him for trying. And then tell him to 
turn the stinking thing off. And no, no. All right. Well, my word of prayer, going to get out. Listen, y'all, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. <laughs> Are y'all excited about anything? It's Thanksgiving. You got food, fun, work. Shut that man's mouth. All right. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless. Lord Jesus, thank you for your goodness. And your